What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome! Yes, welcome, guys. And first, let's start off by saying thank you guys for riding with us. I've seen the DMs, the... Uh, social media, the emails, all your comments. Just want to say thank you. Yes, and I'd like to say hello, beautiful people. That's right. And also, shout to you guys for coming to the uh, real estate seminars that we've been doing. And hopefully you guys have been getting a lot of information. A lot of you guys said you listen to the podcast all the time. And (laughs) you guys are going to start purchasing your first cribs. And you talk about financial literacy and generational wealth. And we just say thank you guys. And hopefully you guys can start getting your, your stuff together if you're looking to invest in And keep investing and have stuff for your kids and your kids' kids and your kids' 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 kids. Yes. All right. Well, let's start the podcast. You said you wanted to talk about something specific today, but you wouldn't tell me what. Yes. I want to talk about being petty in a relationship. That's why. (laughs) Well, well, let's start from there. What do you think about being petty in a relationship? Um, I think it's unnecessary Uh and almost pointless. I do encourage occasional spite. But pettiness, I don't endorse. So what's the difference between spite and petty in a relationship? Um, and not, not as though this is sound advice, but I do feel as though sometimes people don't get it until you make them get it. Okay. And speaking from personal experience in my relationship with you. With me? Yes, with you. Okay. You're hardheaded. I am. And... Oftentimes, you don't quote unquote get it until it hurts you. Mm-hmm. You have to be hurt. You have to be suffer. You have to suffer sometimes in order to understand uh-huh. a point. So, me knowing that about you, sometimes I have to be mindful in making you suffer so that you can understand my point of view. Right. Because you're the apology king. Okay. You will acknowledge your wrong. Mm-hmm. You will beg for forgiveness. Right. You will apologize. Uh-huh. You will do everything that ticks off all of the boxes when it comes to accepting that you have done something that you shouldn't have done. Okay. But you'll do the same thing in two more weeks and then in three more weeks and right. then maybe a week later. Mm-hmm. So you apologize, apologize, apologize. And a lot of times, whatever it is about the behavior that I didn't like, doesn't actually get corrected and Uh you get comfortable. You're very comfortable because you know that I love you. You know that I'm a forgiving human being. Okay. You know that, oh, you know that if you make me feel sorry for you, if you mope, if you act sad, if you come into the room and say, all right, babe, my stomach isn't feeling good. I'm just going to go and, you know, lay down in the guest room and and take a nap. You know, I'm going to look at you like, Oh, my poor baby. I hurt his feelings. Mm-hmm. And you know I'm going to come and run to make you feel better. You know that about me. I don't. So, yes, you do. You smile. <laughs> I don't know that about oh, you. Oh, oh, is that a surprise to you? You it thought is. that I didn't know what you do? You think I don't know how your mind works? I know how your mind works all too well. And in that knowing, I know that you also have to be made to suffer. Mm-hmm. You have to be taught a lesson on certain occasions because if not, I will just be living a lifetime as a recipient of apologies and the behavior will not get any better. And then in essence, I will continue to suffer. Okay. Uh, See, and and you know, the the thing about it is I know that you try to make me suffer. You don't know that. I do. No, you don't. And that's why I'm petty. <laughs> Hold on, I don't believe you. Okay. In what in what ways do I try to make you suffer? Because I don't believe you. Okay. Um, let's start with. I'm the like first a ninja. One. You don't see me coming. I see you coming. Okay. You don't know. I, you don't I see, see you me coming. coming. I see you coming. This is the first thing you say. You know what? Um, I just want to be your friend. Like we could just be brother and sisters because I don't. First of all, I don't sound like that. like we could just be brother and sisters because you know. Um, I just don't like, I just don't like the way you treat me. And I just feel like we could just be brother and sister. So you sit on your side of the bed. <laughs> I don't say I sit that. on my side of the bed. That is not true. And that's what it is. And then I see the little- I don't say we can be brothers and sisters. And then, then I Sometimes see- I say that we are great friends mm-hmm. and we are great friends. And I believe that if you can't get right in certain departments of the relationship, that 
Our friendship doesn't have to suffer. So we can carry on like brother and sister. We can carry on like friends because our relationship is multifaceted. All right. Like I love you in many different ways. I'm going to tell you some more the way you make it suffer. So hold on. So I tell you that Mm -hmm. because I mean that. I I don't see now you're wrong. I say that because I mean that. Not because I want to make you suffer. You're a ninja. Um, What else is there? You don't rub my back if I'm laying in the bed and you rub my back every night. You won't rub my back. You're trying to make me suffer. Or when I try to give you a kiss, you won't give me your lips. You'll give me your cheek. That's trying to make me suffer. <laughs> no. Or if I have a pimple on my forehead, you are the pimple. You are the pimple. Sorry, my mic is messing up. You are the pimple. Every time I do pimple like that, it goes, you are the pimple queen. Uh-huh. If you see a pimple on me, you will get it immediately. Pimple, blackhead. Without a doubt. Like, I don't even have to ask you. If I, if, if, guys, if you ever see me with a pimple on my head longer than a week, that means Gia's not fucking with me. She's making me suffer. <laughs> Am I lying? Um, yeah, but see, in those ways, mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily making you suffer. Suffer. I really don't feel right? like bleeping with you. Yeah. So, if, I'm upset with you about something. No, I'm not going to rub your back because I don't friggin' feel like it. All right, you're trying to make like, me suffer. No, no, no. You rub I, my no, back no, no, every no. night. No, I, that's not spite. You see a bear that's... back there and you just you just leave it? A bear back. <laughs> see my bear back there and you just leave it? That's what you do. <laughs> no, if I don't rub your back, that means that I don't I don't want to be physical with you. Like, I don't want that connection with you. That mm-hmm. means I want to be over here and I want you to be over there. Right. That's what that means. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, no, it doesn't mean that there are, there are ways that I try to make you suffer. All right. So how do you spite me? Well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you. Okay. I mean, I can't tell you. Well, I'm not going to tell you. Not how even for the sake you. of the podcast. I can't reveal my well, just tell me one. Just tell me one. Ways. Just tell me one. No. <laughs> no, because they're all they're all you know they're effective. I can't like just give you the key. Okay, like I can't do that. Well, see, this, girls, that, you know that you have your ways. I have my ways. That's the difference between me and you. What's the difference between because you and I? I'm working to be a better person, so I'm trying to change my ways. Nope. That's why I'm bringing this topic up. So nope. I'm going to tell you about my petty ways, so you understand. And I'm telling you, I don't want to be that petty anymore. No, you. No, Rashawn. Um. You do not, you're not working on being better. I am. That's why I'm having this conversation right now. No, you're not. Yes, yes, yes. No, you're not. You take advantage of a good ass situation. That's what you do. Mm -mm. You know, and I appreciate that, you know, you acknowledge your wrongs. And I appreciate that you make nice, nice at the end of the night. I appreciate all of that. But being a better person would be truly and honestly gearing up and focusing on not engaging in those behaviors again. Yeah. That's what being a better person is all about. Being a better person isn't about apologizing and then doing the same thing moving forward. I don't. That's just someone that's treading water. You're I don't. just biding time. That's I don't. it. I'm changing as a person and that's why I'm bringing up the pettiness that I said I'm going to stop being petty. Okay, so in what ways are you petty, Rashawn? I don't know if I, I should tell you because I might have to bring it back out the backpack one day when you're acting up. <laughs> All right. So I would do a lot of petty shit. I'm not going to front when you piss me off. Okay. You want, you want me to name them? Clearly. Okay. Um, well, before you start naming them, what could I do in this relationship to upset you that would make you want to resort to being petty? Um... I don't know. Usually when we argue, you might say something slick. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of saying something slick back, I let it go. And I'd be like, all right, I'll catch you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> then when I go to work in the morning, I might take all the car seats out your car. Stop them, it. Put them in the garage. No. Are you serious? And then when you get up out the car, you'd be like, where the fuck are the car seats? And then I'd be like, I don't know. And then you got to put the car seats back in your car. Hold on. Are you serious? That's a little petty. Hold on. Wait, you... You've done that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm just that, saying. No, no, no. I'm dead I, I, ass. Wait, hold know. on. Did you do that last week? I don't, I don't know. What, no, what no, was no. Last you week? said you're owning up to your stuff because you want to be a better person because you don't want to engage in this behavior anymore. I don't know. So if you own up to it, I will forgive you. And then you'll, 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 you'll check the first notch off in being a better person. 
So is that what happened last week? I don't know. What was no, no, last no, stop week? playing with me. I really I don't, I don't know. remember what last week was. What was last week? You what said, stop, Rashawn, stop playing with me. This was all your idea. <laughs> I know. This was your idea. I didn't bring up this topic. Don't ask me about last week. I'm just no, telling no. you what, what we're talking about. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm very serious I'm just right now. about what we're talking about. No, look me in the eyes. Stop playing I'm for not, a second. Listen, no, don't smile. Listen to me. Stop laughing. No, stop. I'm, I'm very not serious. answering Is that what you. happened last week? I'm when not. you were like, oh, I don't touch the car seats. I don't have nothing to do with the car seats. If the car seats got moved, maybe it was Irma. Maybe it was Madison. But it definitely wasn't me. And I was late for where I had to go because I had to load up three car seats in my car. I don't know. I don't know what so you're now, talking about. So now on top of being petty, you're also a liar. I'm, I'm not saying anything. I'm so you bring you, it up I don't remember. so that you cannot fess up to it. Meanwhile, you just said you were going to fess up to it. And then on top of it, you're compiling it by saying, I don't know when you do, in fact, know. Can I finish my so conversation? No, just do. No, just do what you said you're going to do. I'm not. Be I'm just honest. telling you. I'm Did just, you do that last week? I'm just week? telling you those are some of the petty so things that no, I might do. You, so that's what you've done. <laughs> I don't know. I so don't when know. you sit here and act like the ghost moved the car seats out of my car. And meanwhile, know. you put it in the trunk or you put it in the garage or you put it in the foyer or something like that. That's that's you being petty. That's you I being spiteful. I don't know. So why you, why'd you bring up the topic? I'm just talking no, I'm just about wondering, things. Why you you want to change couples. the topic? Because clearly you're not following through on what you said you were going to follow Can through Can I finish on. my stuff with what I'm saying? Not, Can you I didn't even, no, you didn't even finish your first point. I'm just telling you what petty things could happen. And what could petty happen, no, that you said you've happen done. relationships. You said you, wanted, you had things in the backpack. You didn't want to let me know what was in the backpack because you might have to go back into the backpack. But you said you're going to put it on Front Street so we can talk about it for the sake of the podcast, you wanna, right? You want to know something else? No, I want to. I want you to tell me if that's what happened last week. <laughs> you ever you ever grab your electric toothbrush and it was dead? That's you. <laughs> Word. You know you and it's dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? That's you. That's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm just getting off my chest. Like I don't want to be petty anymore. Not to say I would do that, but I'm just saying like those are petty thoughts. Like so. Like so that raised... means that you have to be very thorough when I... it comes to playing because that means you have to take it off for long enough for it to die, and then put it back on in the morning before I use it. So I'm sitting there looking at it, sitting on the charger. Like why is it dead, and why did it only give me ten seconds of vibration? Or if somebody took a shower and just left it on the whole time they were in the shower. It would die pretty fast because you take a 15, 20 minute shower. So you spite yourself. You you have to sit there and listen to it go zzzz for a 20 minute shower just to kill the battery in my Sonicare. I mean, I come in the bedroom sometime and I hear bzzz, so it's the same sound. Well, if you were doing your job, then Ooh, maybe. You know, petty, petty, petty. I mean, that might have been a little Ooh. petty, but at the same time, I'm also being honest. You know what I mean? Petty, petty, petty. Like, you shouldn't leave room for me to Ooh, want petty, to petty, do petty, that. Okay. But I'm just saying. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I guess you would be used to that noise. Okay. Yeah, I use, I use your razor sometimes, too. That, I'm going I'm, I'm to <laughs> fight you. I'm going to fight you for that. I use your razor sometimes. I, I'm going to fight I you I take your razor, make sure I trim down my uh, my bush. Make sure, <laughs> make sure I, you know, I, I hit my arm oh, hairs. okay. So, when I have cuts and nicks under my arms or on my legs is because you dulled mm-hmm. out my razor mm-hmm. and now I'm gushing blood from places where I shouldn't be gushing blood mm-hmm. because you wanted to be petty. So that's what you do. Sometimes, I'm, not, I'm not saying that I do, but if, if that was to happen, like that's like, so a when I've asked you thing. in the past, Rashawn, did you use my razor? My friggin' Venus, my Gillette Venus, you female. <laughs> you, <laughs> that's all you got. Yeah. You, you female. <laughs> That's all you got. So right. that's you doing that on purpose. I'm just telling you some of the petty things. And okay. and, and as a man, like if, if it meant I'm, I'm doing it for the brothers out there. Like if y'all being petty, stop it. Like it's not. And I know these are some of the things that you do. Mm-hmm. Like even like you. All right. I don't want to say no You just wrong. started a war. <laughs> Why did I start you a war? just started it's a not war. war. It's not nothing. No, like okay. even like I mean, I didn't really going realize. into your purse, you know, and taking money out. You know, and then when you, you know go in your car, you got a little secret compartment in your car where you keep your little money, and I take that money too. And then when you go to uh, McDonald's, because you shouldn't be eating McDonald's because it's not healthy, so you go to McDonald's and you be like number three, and then it, and then you go in your little I go in purse, my secret compartment. And, and, I go in my wallet, and, and there's, there's no money there. Mad change then. You got to pay with change. <laughs> you got to pay seven dollars and quarters, dimes and nickels and pennies. Mm-hmm, right. So maybe it's a little penny, but so you take money out of my purse. That's not me. I'm just telling you what somebody petty, like a petty person, would do. Mm-hmm. I'm so not. You, so so everybody mm-hmm. is with somebody that has a secret compartment in their car. So the would be petty person takes the would be money out of the would be secret compartment in the car. Really? Okay. I got something for you. Uh, why you, why you I say got that? Because I'm plotting right now. <laughs> why are you I'm saying plotting that? right now. But the difference between you and I is that I execute far better than you ever could. 
Okay. I'm, I'm, I execute. I'm not trying far to be petty though. That's what I'm trying could. to say. I'm not trying. Like the consequences for you will be greater than the consequences for me because when I have to be on time, I kind of got to be on time, right? But when you have to be on time, you really have to be on time. So if I chose to do things that were going to make you late or make your life a little bit more difficult, you would be far more affected than I am. And I mean, everybody knows that you're sensitive. So Mm -hmm. you will take it a lot worse than I ever would. I'm just saying, I don't know what you're talking about. You mess with my money, you mess with the car seats, you mess with the toothbrush. What else was it? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm, just, I'm not saying that I do. I'm just saying that like these right. are the things that okay. could that happen. I've been complaining about that you've been at the root of because you're a jerk. The, but the, I'll be honest with you. This is the only thing I really do. This is like... Maybe that's the only thing that The other really things do. were just lies. I was just saying like that was just jokes. But What was just jokes? All the other stuff. But Oh, my razor? No, my razor is very, very true. I have cut myself because of you. Tampering with my razor. The only thing that I really do is is at night when you and sleep. And why don't you use a buzzer like most men that manscape? Why do you use a female's razor, you weirdo? Because I don't buy you it. You are a weirdo. And yours is his. I just use yours. Ching, ching, ching. Allegedly. <laughs> See? <laughs> <laughs> but the only okay, really thing I do you. to be petty. No worries. Is. No worries. Now, you guys. This is going to be fun for me. Gia sleeps with the covers on, right? So when I turn at night in bed, I pull the covers off of her, right? And when I say she hates it, she'd be like, stop pulling the covers off me. And I'm like, I was sleeping. I have no idea what I was doing. I, oh, mm-hmm. That would be petty if I did that. See, that's like um, an every other night issue in this house. Like I have literally punched him in the back for pulling the covers gotta off gotta keep me. you on your toes, babe. Okay. So you pull the covers off of me on purpose. No, I don't. That's just, I'm, I'm just saying like those, that's the type of Maybe petty shit that, that a petty, person, a would petty person would do. All right. I could think of a lot of things. But I'm that, not, I'm not a petty person. A petty, an, another petty person would do in response to the petty person that she is with. Word. I got you. I'm glad I'm married to a beautiful woman. That I got that's, you. That's very, very. That's just been inspired to be petty. Christ like that. I mean, you, it, talks it, about now forgiving. it all makes sense to me. It makes sense to me because I'm really not a petty person. I'm very honest with you. I tell you how I feel when I'm feeling it. If there's a problem, I address it in a mature way. I talk to you about right. it. I'm the same. And but- I work with you on things. Mm-hmm. I just don't fly off the handle. Right. It's only after, you know, a long period of time where I feel like you need to understand and you're not capable of understanding. Uh-huh. And I'll resort to other me- measures, but it's always kind of honest. Do you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. I tell you what I'm really feeling. Like, I'm not fraudulent in this relationship. You just straight lie. Babe, I, did you did you move my car seats? I have no idea what happened to your car seats. You should go ask Irma. Or maybe it was Maddie. Madison took London to Target yesterday. Word? Okay. Okay. I've had to put, like, little pieces of toilet paper, paper on little nicks on my leg because right. of you. Let's move on. There's something that you wanted to talk about. Okay. No, no, no. What I'm did you want? caught up on this actually. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm just saying Something like, I wanted to talk about. What, what what did I want to talk about? I don't know about uh something about relationships. I don't know. Oh, really? I want to talk about something about relationships <laughs> on our relationship podcast. Really? You bother me <laughs> you right now. You know people don't give you enough credit, boo. <laughs> I know. You bother me right now. <laughs> All right, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. I'm going right. to simmer a little bit, and I'm going to move on. Okay, well, let's go to the email of the week. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, hmm. Where's that letter? Matter of fact, before I go to this email, somebody gave me a letter for you. Do you have that letter? Remember, it was the little yellow paper mm-hmm. that I gave you the other day? I was um, doing a podcast. Well, not doing a podcast. We were doing a seminar out in, in Houston. But and it's this, not in order. I got it. This lady came up to me. A young lady came up to me and was like, hey, Envy, I love you. And I love your wife. Can you read uh, this on your podcast? So the first part was about real estate. I didn't estate. have a chance to read it. I just put it in my night table because <clears throat> we, we've been running around crazily. That's right. But I thought at the end it did. I read the last maybe sentence or something. I thought it said something about keeping her... Okay, let's read it. Well, just read the end before you just go in. It says, if you decide to talk about this on your podcast, please keep me anonymous. I will. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that. And this is a handwritten letter. She didn't even type this bitch out. She wrote this shit. So that means she was. Came from the heart. Oh, she was very, very upset. I'm sorry if your husband's being petty. But anyway, my husband and I have been together for seven years and married for two. He has a 13 year old son that I've never met. 
I know, I know we are flying out to New York for some family events and I will meet him for the first time and I'm beyond excited. It's kind of a long story, but let me give you some background. My husband and his my, my husband had his son at 17. He left his mom's house at 14, lived in the New York streets, hustling, homeless and struggling until we met. Him and his child's mother separated shortly after she had the baby, four months. They were young, no guidance from parent or any national or rational thinking adults to explain co-parenting. Since him and I have been together, he has slowly been reaching out to reconnect with his son. But I know it's because I know it's hard because I've been on his ass. Not because he doesn't want to know about his son, but because he wants to be perfect for his son. He wants to have the perfect job, house, and he even wants to look physically approving. I just don't want it to be too late. The boy is 13, for God's sake. He doesn't care what you have or what you look like. I guess my question is, do you think I should continue to push him to reach out to his son or should I let him do it at his own pace? He is a great man and has been through a lot. And to be honest, I don't know what he will. Uh, I don't know what he, I don't know that he will. OK, there it goes. It's handwriting, so I guess it's kind of hard to read. Mm -hmm. I don't know that he will ever be ready in his eyes. I know he feels shame when someone asks him about his son, and he never goes into depth with detail because he doesn't want to make excuses for himself because, honestly, there is no real reason to abandon your child. But understanding why things happened the way it did helped me help him break the first barrier of shame to help him focus on what's important. Neither of us grew up with our father, and it makes me angry when he says things like, he doesn't want to talk to me. We need to have something to talk about. And only time he can help us make a conversation is you miss so much time already. Anywho, you can see the dilemma I'm having and would really love an outsider's perspective. I don't have social media, so please email me or call me with your advice. Okay. And then it says, if you decide to read this on the podcast, say anonymous. Again, I appreciate you. Love. She loves you, Gia. Aw. Well, first. And I just wanted to read that one because I just wanted to show. And I'm not ripping it up. I'm just putting it together. Can you stop making that noise with the paper? I just want people to know that's real paper. Like, it was a real situation. Now, some people think people lie. Oh, that's not real. Like, a real lady came up to me during the podcast and gave me a letter. And uh, I didn't know what the seminar. seminar. Yeah, the seminar, I mean. And when I got home, I looked at it and I was like, I read the first part and the first part was about real estate. And then the second part was like, she had a question for you. And I just thought that was dope that mm -hmm. people really rock with us and fuck with us. So I was like, let me bring it home and let's read it on a podcast. Well, first, I want to commend. You got your mic the right way, baby? Um, I think so. I don't know because I can't hear you. Nope, you had it backwards. Oh, I did have it backwards. There you go. First, I want to commend her as a real woman because many people... And in cases like this, you do find that it's women. I've known quite a few women who have character characteristics like what I'm about to describe. Um, but many women find themselves in a relationship with a man mm -hmm. who has children or has a situation. It can be an ex or a mother or, but it's usually children. And a lot of women find themselves jealous of a relationship that the person that they're with, their mm -hmm. spouse, their partner, boyfriend, whatever, mm -hmm. has with their child. They find themselves jealous of time being spent or money being spent. But usually it's time taken away from them that they wish that they could spend with their partner. Correct. That their partner is spending with a child. And... Um, about a year ago, I had a girlfriend who called me and we were talking and she was telling me about it started with um, her boyfriend's ex and then it kind of trickled on into the a conversation about the child. Right. And, you know, her, the conversation pretty much went like, you know, um, he has to take his kid every weekend. Mm -hmm. But if he's with the kid every weekend, then what about me? When are we supposed to spend time together? Right. I said, well, what about time during the week? Well, I work during the week. So then we only have time after. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, you met and fell in love with someone who has a child. Right. And... Obviously, he's going to have to spend he's going to have to spend time with this child. Mm -hmm. They have shared custody. 
for whatever reasons, they decided that the weekends was the best time mm-hmm. for him to spend with his child. If you accept that man, you have to accept his situation, which includes his child. And, you know, truth be told, you should grow to love that child. Right. Like it's your own. Right. If you wind up getting married and that's the that's the route that they were on. Mm-hmm. But her entire point of view was me, me, me. I don't even understand why he's spending so much money on this kid. The kid's going to grow out of the clothes in a year. I mean, that's money that he could be putting towards our household Mm -hmm. or towards our bills or towards, you know, us traveling or whatever. He spends so much money on the kid. I'm just like, I was asking myself, wow, is this because she doesn't have any children or is it because her heart is just kind of black? Right. You know, like that man will never love you the way that he loves his child. Mm -hmm. If he's any kind of man, like your your kids come first. Absolutely. And if you even halfway want to position yourself to be number one in that man's life before Mm -hmm. his kids, like it's over before it began. You just don't know it right now. You're just, you know, you're just kind of in the matrix and it's, it's not going to work out because the way that you really feel is always going to seep through the cracks. Some way, somehow, he's getting that energy. Right. He understands that you don't love his kid or that you don't even want to get to a point where you love his kid. So with this woman who wrote the letter on the yellow sheets of paper, uh-huh. for her to make it her priority to encourage a relationship with this man and his son, that's... Incredible. Right. I mean, there are good women out there. There are good men out there that would act the same. But unfortunately, more often than not, I see it go the opposite way. Right, right, right. So I think that that's wonderful. And if you're with someone that you love, you never stop encouraging them to do what's right. Mm -hmm. That doesn't have an expiration date. You continue to root for them. You continue to push them because that's what's godly. Right. And that's going to enhance his life, which in turn will enhance your life. That will make him happier. And just through human nature, that will make you happier. You will be creating a greater situation for yourself because you're creating a better situation for that man. Mm -hmm. So you talked about he wants to be perfect before reintroducing himself to his son or, you know, reestablishing a relationship. Somehow I kind of understand that. Right. Is it the right road? Of course not. Because as you said in the letter, there will never be the perfect time. Right. You know, he's never going to look exactly the right way. His finances are never going to be exactly right. His job situation may never be exactly right. The time that he has to spend with his son may never be exactly right. But you're right. When you say that that's not what that child is looking for. Right. The child would only be looking for a, an inkling that his father cares about how he's doing. Right. Or what he's doing or what he might be going through. It may not be easy. You know, reintroducing yourself into that situation may come with resentment. It may come with attitude. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of par for the course. No. But even through that attitude and through whatever negativity that he may be met with, at the end of the day, in the back of that kid's mind and at the bottom of his heart, he knows that his father has interest in him. Right. And wants to get to know him again. So it might not be easy. And a lot of times, more often than not, I would say it's not easy. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I'm 13 and I've lived all these years and now my father wants to come back into my life, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm definitely going to feel some type of way. I'm going to have questions. I'm going to have attitude. I'm going to have resistance. I'm going to have resentment. I'm going to have all of that. But if your husband or boyfriend, husband, husband, yeah, husband, if your husband has thick enough skin and enough love in his heart for his son, he can get through anything. It doesn't matter. But what's the most important thing is that no matter how many doors close in his face, he keeps jiggling that handle. Right. He keeps trying to get in. He doesn't stop. He doesn't give up because that's how a person on the other side of that equation 
And it could be in a relationship. It could be father, son, mother, daughter. It could be, it doesn't matter the relationship. Even if someone is showing you that they don't want you and you know that at the bottom of their heart they do, if they see you keep trying and not giving up, eventually that will be enough. Right. That will be enough. You show persistence and you show that that's your priority, that will be enough. Right. Um, reading it and then listening to you, I felt what he said. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever reason what happened, he was young and, and, you know, he left and he was homeless. You know, it's like when you look at your dad or I look at my dad and hopefully I, I, my kids look at me like this way, they look at their dad as a superhero. You know, they look at their dad as somebody that they want to be or somebody that they love, somebody that's the man of the house, somebody that's protects and provides. So when that didn't happen in this kid's life, when you go back in that kid's life, you want it to, you want him to almost, you have a fairy tale. You want to make up for all. Exactly. So you almost think about it like when I go back in my son's life, he's going to say, dad, I love you. You are the big superhero. Oh my gosh. I don't even know all of that. But people. I don't know if he wants, I think he just wants to be accepted. Into the thing. I think that. Other way, babe. Turn it all the way around. Yeah, there you go. Okay. I think I don't think that he wants the superhero effect. No, he does. Because he would just go no, to his son and say, I love you. No, but I he think wants... he just wants to be ex- accepted. I think he just wants to present himself in the best way possible to his son so that he feels a sense of satisfaction that he did everything that he could do before he reached out. But the woman that said, he didn't fall short on any front. The woman said physical, probably. So maybe he doesn't look up to par where he thinks he's good. Maybe he's a little overweight. Whatever, well, whatever. It, may be. it doesn't matter. Uh, maybe he doesn't have the job that he wasn't that he that he he wants. But at the end of the day, I really feel like it doesn't matter. He should take that out of it and say, you know what? This relationship with my son is more important than me having a fresh cut or me losing of weight course. or me having a better job or me driving the best car or me living in a fancy house. That doesn't matter. That precious time that you're missing out on absolutely is everything, you know? But you know, this might even be relatable to some people that are far from being in a situation like this. Mm-hmm. It just reminds me of, we have a friend mm-hmm. Who is a male uh-huh. and he's probably hmm, 36, mm-hmm. maybe 36 right, right now. He's self-employed. He has mm-hmm. his own business and his business earns him a middle class income. Okay. Um, so as a single person, he's able to live it up. He travels, mm-hmm. he dresses well. Um, you know, he can, he can afford Things that allow him to be very, very comfortable. Right. Um, and he's a nice looking guy, uh-huh. sweet guy. He has everything going for him, I have right. to say. And every time that we get together and we talk, we always talk about where he where he's at in his relationship or mm-hmm. lack of relationship, just how how he's moving around socially. Right. And He's like, he comes across, like I call him, like, I'm like, you're like the eternal bachelor. Mm-hmm. Why? Right. And I always thought that it's because, like, he looks like a little bit of a playboy. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. girls are definitely checking for him. Uh-huh. So I thought that he's just having fun playing the field. Right. But I'm like, well, you're in your mid-30s. Like, at what point are you going to want to settle down? At what point are you going to want to have children and whatnot? And we've had probably 20 of those conversations. Correct. And one of the last conversations, he said to me that... Stop moving the mic. You turn the mic up again. What? You turn the mic. When you turn the mic, you talk to the back of the mic and you can't hear you anymore. Okay. That's the back of the mic. That's the front of the mic, yes. Okay. Just so you guys know, I'm not an idiot and I'm not blind, but Rashawn has my mic covered with a sock to reduce some type of sound. Popping in the peas, yes. Interference. Yes. So I can't tell whether I'm holding the mic from the back or from the front. So just putting it out there, I'm not an idiot. Okay. All right. Um, (laughs) So we've had about maybe 20 of those conversations. And by right about the 21st conversation, he said, you know the real reason why I'm single? And I said, why? He said, because I'm afraid to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what scares you the most? He said, I feel as though I don't have my whole life in order. Right. My life isn't really in order. So I don't 
feel comfortable bringing somebody into a situation where they have expectations that I can't meet. Mm-hmm. You know, I get that. My business is, you know, it is what it is. I'm not, you know, not rich, but I'm not poor. I'm like, I'm doing well. I make enough money to support me. I don't think that I make enough money to support two people. Right. You know, and he said, and honestly, that scares me. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to start dating a girl and she's expecting, you know, a bunch of fancy dinners and she's expecting holidays and she's expecting gifts and she's expecting to travel and she's expecting all of this stuff that I can't really afford to give her comfortably. Right. Like I would break myself. Right. right, He's like, so it's easier for me to enjoy girls company, to spend Uh time with girls that I really like that, you know, that are fun, that are funny, that if I do want to go on a trip, I can go on a trip with her. If I want to go on a dinner, Mm -hmm. but there's no commitment. They know that I'm dating other people. They might be dating other people and it's really easy for me. Right. And I said, well, if I'm rocking with your train of thought, you would have to really excel in your business Mm -hmm. and make more money in order to give way for you to be in a relationship. I said, your business is pretty even keeled. Like there's not that much room in, I'm not going to say what he does for a living, but there's not that much room for him to increase his business Mm -hmm. too much, you know? Right. I mean, he can, Mm -hmm. he can do better. But enough that's going to support a whole other person. I said, you know, I don't really think that you've thought that through. Right. And if you're at a point in your life where you're putting finances before love, you're always going to be on halt. Right. You're never going to motivate. Um, and I mean, listen, if you if you like doing what you're doing, then by all means, carry on. But if you want to be in a relationship, then... You can't really think about that. You know, when a girl meets you, she has to understand you. She has to be able to understand what you can afford. And I mean, it's a shame that it's even about money, you know, and I think the last, it was the last podcast. Yes. You know, we talked about money and relationships and can you afford me? It's a shame that money for me, this is my opinion, that money gets in the way of love and relationship and connection and having a good life and really enjoying somebody else. Like I mean, this man does. is putting his whole love life on hold because he doesn't want to take on another person. Correct. So I told him, I said, you really need to evaluate what you're saying. You need to evaluate where you are in life. Mm-hmm. He wants children. Right. I said, you need to evaluate whether you really want children and whether you're really wanting companionship because, and this is where it connects to the letter. It's never going to be perfect. Right. It's never going to be perfect. Right. And in different facets of life, people tend to wait for a situation to be perfect before they move on, Mm -hmm. before they really try to accomplish something. You can't wait for things. Sometimes things just got to be good enough and you just have to put your best foot forward. Correct. Point blank period. And, um, with him, when it comes to his son, I think that he just really needs to bleep or get off the pot. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. I mean, I mean, you broke it down, everything that I was thinking. I mean, it's, it's, it's just like you said. It's either I'm going to look out for him and I'm going to do what's right and I'm going to be a father to my child because time is ticking. You don't know what will happen. You know, not to wish death on anybody, but you don't know what happens when you walk out that door, when he walks out that door. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be looking at the rest of your life like, damn, I had a chance to have a conversation to make it right with my son, to do what's right. And I missed that out because of whatever reason. So I would advise you to continue talking to him, continue to push him to be a better father, continue to be a father at all. Like continue to push him to be in that child's life. Even if you got to say, hey, take that, take him to a game, take him to a baseball game, go uptown. And, you know, he said he's from New York. Take him to the Rucker. It's free. You know, be in that child's life. Yeah, but also be genuine and sincere. Correct. Because as human beings, we can all sense BS. We can all sense what's fake. Right. Just be genuine. Tell him what really, well, um, we're talking to the girl that wrote the letter. Mm -hmm. Encourage your man to tell him what really happened. Right. What really, like he's 13. He's old enough to understand. Tell him what really happened. Like I was young. I was stupid. I wasn't ready. 
At one point, I became homeless. I just, I didn't know what to do. I was confused. I was scared. I was everything. And I I didn't have it within myself to physically be there for you, to mentally, to emotionally be there for you. I didn't possess it. But I've gotten older. I've grown. And I've always loved you. I was just scared that you would reject me. I mean... That is, if all those things I just said are true. Mm-hmm. But if they are, the point, or or if they aren't, the point is you have to be honest and genuine with with people because a thirteen year old will sense it. But if you love him, he will feel it. He will understand, and at some point, he'll accept you. So don't stop. Absolutely, and thank you for your letter, Mama. We really appreciate it. And don't forget, if you want to email somebody, you can always email us, and that is. Uh, the Casey Crew, <laughs> T H E E Casey Crew at gmail.com. Another email. Uh, I just okay. saw you trying to wrap up. Nope. 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 No wrapping. We haven't done a podcast in two weeks. Yes. We're throwing another email in here. Shit, that's a long one. Let me go to a shorter one. <laughs> Do you have it pre picked already? Yeah, I have a okay. couple of them. Here we go. <sighs> I'm a girl, and my girl won't have sex with me. Are we going with that one? Yes. Or are you testing the waters? You looked at me like, do I want to do that one? You want to do that one or you want to do, I'm three weeks pregnant and now what? Unloyal fiance. <laughs> relationship communication. Which one you want to do? Um, what was the third one? Unloyal fiance. Uh, I'm three months pregnant and now what? Yes. You choose. All right. Um, let's do this one. Unloyal fiance. Okay. Hey, Envy and Gear. My name is David. Me and my fiance have been together for just over four years and been engaged for almost two. I'm 26. She is 25. We have a daughter together who is turning three. I just brought, I guess he went bored. I just bought a house in January for us because her and her mother don't have the best of relationships, in my opinion. And she wanted out of her house and we've been wanting to live together. And I prefer to buy a home than to rent one. Smart. When rent is more than a mortgage nowadays. I like this guy already. The past weekend, a lady came to my door while I was at home and my fiance was at work. She came with news stating that my fiance was cheating on me with her baby father, who is also my fiance's co-worker. Mm. She said things like her sister has them on camera kissing outside of their workplace. When she states she's staying at her mom's house for the night, she's actually staying with him. Mm. She even went to saying that during the time she was pregnant and had a miscarriage that he thought it could have been his baby. Oh. I confronted my fiance about this later that night and she stated that the woman is delusional. She did admit to, to them kissing. So she wasn't delusional. She said this was all at a time when I was fed up and broke up with her, not over cheating or anything, but we decided we both wanted to work things out. So days after I confronted her about it again, because things just didn't make sense, she stated that her and the coworker were really just friends, coworker, but when me and her was going through it, it was so bad. uh, He and his baby moms was going through it. They would just vent to each other, which turned into an unfriendly flirting. Isn't that always how it works? Mm -hmm. So as she is telling me more, I realized more things didn't add up because she stated that his baby mom is upset because he told her that he is not in love with her anymore, that he loves my fiance. I was made to believe that they kissed one time, but she told me it was a repeated occasion. Wait, she told him, his, I guess, his girlfriend mm-hmm, or that his it was a pre-education. Yeah, admitted that it was more time. Correct. Okay. She did state that they did not have sex, which I believe because after the miscarriage, she had complications with continuous bleeding. What does that have to do with anything? But this secret has been going on since about March until about two, three weeks ago. She said she was selfish and was in a dark place because we were going through our issues. Later got pregnant, and I do admit during the pregnancy, I did talk about getting an abortion because I don't feel we were at a place where we could happily manage Wait, hold on. with another she baby. She got pregnant again, mm-hmm. and they had an abortion? No, he said he talked about he an talked abortion. talked about it, and then what? Uh, he just said, basically, I was being mean because I think at that time we couldn't uh, raise a kid together. Okay, wait. Let me just make sure I'm clear. Okay. She got pregnant 
not after she found out. They're just reflecting. To mm-hmm. when, he's just reflecting to when they had. Right. He said, I'll, re- I'll reread it for pregnant. you. She said she was selfish. It was at a dark place because we were going to, it was going through our issues. Later got pregnant. And I do admit during the pregnancy, I did talk about getting an abortion because I don't feel we were at a place where we can happily manage with another baby. Mm-hmm. She was currently begging that we do our best to work things out because I lost the trust that I had in her knowing that she was basically having another relationship outside and still oh, coming so no, home right. as me as things were fine. Well, then no. So after he found out about the suspected cheating, she got pregnant after that. Right. And then he said that he considered her having, having an abortion. abortion. Correct. Okay. Right. Okay. I've cried in front of her before until the situation because I love her and I'm highly disappointed. I don't know what to do. She knows she effed up and wants to eventually rekindle things. I keep this to myself. I keep this to myself because I know everyone will tell me to just leave her. And I want to make this decision without too much outside noise. Mm -hmm. Any advice? Thank you. I'm going to let you run point on this because you're a man. I want to hear what you have to say. Um, I would say this. Okay. First of all, don't listen to anybody else. This is all on you, bro. All right. Your, your dudes, your boys be like, oh, leave that chick, leave that bitch. Dumb. That's what your dudes would say. All right. Or some people are like, no, you got to stay. This is what's best for you. You have to figure out what's best for you. Now, first of all, you have to believe that she's sorry and that she's doing everything possible to gain your trust back. Hold on. Why does he have to believe that? Did you hear that? No, I mean, if, if he's saying should he stay or not, I'm saying if he decides to stay, he he has to make sure that she's apologetic and sorry for what she's oh, he, done. He has to make sure. Correct. Okay, so that's that, the provision that he has to, okay. In my opinion, and that she also, and you also have to make sure that she's doing everything to make up for what she has done. Um, meaning, you know, there's going to be times where you think about what they did. Every day? There's going to be times be where, you know, Things pop up on a TV that makes you remember those things. There's going to be times where the person's name might make you think about something. There's going to be times. And it it's all in that, her reaction. Meaning if she's like, who cares? Like you said you forgive me. Let's keep it moving. No, that's not somebody that's sorry that wants to make it work. But if she's putting out the effort and you really love it and you really see yourself with her and you really see yourself not moving on, then I would say stay in the situation and try to make it work. But. If you're like, I can never trust her again. She's not putting her first foot forward. Best foot. I say first foot. You say best As foot, I first to foot. Her second foot. Exactly. Because you have two feet. <laughs> <laughs> but if she's not putting her, her best foot forward. I'm sorry. Fuck you. And she's not honestly trying to make it work, then I would say just got to let it go. And then, you know, you can raise your daughter on one side. She can raise her daughter on, on, on her side. But. If she's willing to put the effort out and you love her, which it seems like you 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 do because you've been crying, you haven't left yet. It seems like you really want to make it work. If she's willing to put the effort in, then I would say go for it, homie. Hmm. What do you say? Um, <clears throat> I don't like that if this if this is true, which hmm. is what he suspects. Uh huh. I don't like that she wasn't honest from the get. Okay. You had a whole woman come to your home where Mm -hmm. your husband was and knock on the door and ring the bell and have to blow up his entire world. Correct. He had to sit there and listen to this woman tell him things that I'm sure devastated him. Uh Uh-huh. To hear that, forget about the kissing that this man's husband was in love with his wife. Right. That this man's husband believed that when she did get pregnant and then later miscarried, that that child was possibly his. Right. Meanwhile, because you have to put yourself in, his name is David, right? Mm Mm-hmm. In David's position. Meanwhile, I'm sure David grieved the loss of that baby and... David had to help her through her grieving mm-hmm. of the loss of that baby. So when she said that to him, I'm sure that all of this stuff is rushing into his mind right. and crushing him. Right. She allowed for that to happen by her bad judgment. Uh-huh. Now I want to ask you a question. Yes. 
And listen, we all know the answer is no. We know we all know so are you asking? that the answer is no. Because it's bigger than just a yes or a no. And I'm asking the question because I would guess, I mean, I haven't done a poll or anything, but I would guess that most of the people listening to this podcast has cheated on somebody that they've been with at some point in their life. Mm -hmm. So I'm asking the question as it relates to them. Do you think that there's ever a reason to cheat? So of course, the right answer is no. No. Right? The idealistic way to look at it, which is actually how I look at it, but probably won't resonate for most people because most people live in the real world and I live in a more ideal world. Um, like I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. If if something's not right, I try not to do it. Right. And um, I try to look at things optimistically and I try not to be judgmental. Right. Um, but I know that that's not the most realistic way of living. It's taken me a lot of work and a lot of thought to get to this place. Mm -hmm. So for the other people that um, don't really relate to how I view life, is it really ever a reason to cheat? Because you would say, well, if you're not in a good situation or if you're in a situation that you're not really happy in, all you have to do is leave. But for most people, it's a lot more complicated than that. Um, you can love the person and you could be going through a tough time, but they might not be fulfilling you in a particular department. They might not be fulfilling you emotionally. They may not be intellectually on the same level. Like we talked about in the last podcast, they might not be financially on the same level. Mm -hmm. You might have a different libido. Or you might have the same libido and the sex is just bad. Right. Um, you just may not be fulfilled. And maybe you've communicated that repeatedly to your significant other. And maybe it just hasn't gotten better. Mm -hmm. But you love them. You love them. You can't really see life without them. But you have a scratch. I mean, excuse me. You have an itch that needs to be scratched. So you venture outside of your relationship. Mm-hmm. But in your mind, it doesn't mean that you don't love them. You just, there's something that you needed fulfillment on. So is there any understanding from your point of view given to that notion? Mm. Yeah. Explain. Um, and that's from the feeling of if somebody, why stay when you're getting cheated on? Um, it's from the point of view of forgiveness mm -hmm. because for him, I'm wondering because she gave an excuse or a reason, whether it's a reason or excuse. She said they weren't together. She said they were broken up and she made it seem like that time when they broken up, that's when she, him and her coworker were talking about the problems that they were having in their relationship and they got close and that's went sparked the relationship. They got close, but clearly David was with her and they were clearly in a relationship when she got pregnant. If both of them were thinking that they were the father. Correct. Okay. So there was cheating going on. It wasn't just while we were broken up and poor David is just, you know, hurt from the idea of his girl, his girlfriend, fiance, uh, his wife, fiance. I think his wife. Oh, fiance, fiance. Remember he said disloyal fiance, fiance. Was that the last email that was? No, no, that was this one, fiance. Okay. <laughs> that his fiance was with somebody else, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I'm looking at it like, is there a way, is there any way that he can rationalize being with her because he understood why she cheated? Is there, from his point of view, can he look at it and say, well, you know, I don't blame her or maybe I do blame her, but at least I understand from your point of view and to say, okay, like I'll forgive you and I'll take the relationship back on. 
Yeah, I'm sure there's many ways why people would think that. I mean, maybe he was treating her dirty. Maybe he was treating her bad. I mean, maybe he didn't give her effort and time. I mean, maybe he wasn't giving her sex. I mean, we. I mean, I'm sure there's a million reasons why he would say, "Damn, I understand," but it doesn't make it right. So, to you, it's understandable that a person would use those reasons or excuses and move forward with wanting to cheat. Um, I, I Could you look, forgive that? People cheat every day, B. That's how I look at it. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Like people cheat every day. Um, it's That's just true. It's just what you can, what you can forgive. Mm-hmm. If you are not a forgiving person, and you're gonna, and it's gonna bother you every day, and you're gonna bring it up every day, then don't do it. Because you're not gonna do nothing but create anxiety, stress, and hardship for yourself. Mm-hmm. If if you can look past somebody and say somebody made a mistake, we're willing to work on it and work and pass it, then that person is is sorry and apologetic and you want to give it a shot, then that's different. But if you can't let go, then it makes no sense in any relationship because that's something that's going to be on your mind regardless. And if you can't let go, what it does is it eats at you. It takes you and eats at you. So you can't enjoy your life. You right. can't enjoy the it's relationship. Like a vice. You can't enjoy if you have kids yes. or whatever it may be. You won't be able to enjoy it because you'll be overcome by that. Mm-hmm. And if that overcomes you, then you need to get out of that situation because you're not going to be a happy person or have a happy life. Do you think that the world is too tolerant about cheating? Because just like you said, people cheat every day, B. Right. And that's the truth. Correct. You know, I feel like we're talking to a bunch of, you know, either current cheaters or rehabilitated cheaters. Right. I feel like most people have experienced it Somewhere, um, somehow. from the offensive Correct. point of view. I think the you wo- know? Well, I think the world is soft. What do you mean? Um, I think people cheated like crazy back in the day. Of course. The only difference is, is now the world knows about it. What so do you it, mean? For instance, let's say, um, let's say my grandma cheated on my grandfather. My grandfather cheated on my grandmother. Oh, I know what you mean now. Mm-hmm. It was more... The really people that only really knew was my grandfather and whoever caught him. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And that was it. Nowadays, everything is social. Right. Everything is. You have to show me your phone. Oh, uh, on He's showing Facebook, me his phone. Like everything is social. Space, which makes it worse because it makes it worse. You know, now it's not just, okay, you cheated. Let's deal with it in our house and keep it moving. Now mm-hmm. it's like, damn, we deal with it in our house, but our neighbor knows. Right. You know, now we're dealing with it because now. This guy's uh, fiance or his wife or his girlfriend, whoever it is, came to my house. Mm -hmm. Where else did she go? Did she go to work? Because obviously she wants to embarrass him and she wants to get it out. But where else did she go? Mm -hmm. You know, so now it's not just me and you dealing with our situation and our problem. Now it's you go to work. I still got to worry about you going to work every day. So there's certain things that you got to do to make sure that I can forgive you. Like, for instance, if you cheated on me and you and you cheated on me with somebody you work with. Right. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a problem. Why? Because you still go to work every day. And although I say, okay, I might forgive you, you're going to see this person every day. And I might see this person every day. That can't work. Or on occasion. Or on occasion. That can't work. That can't work. So are you willing to give up your job for our relationship? Because I'm willing to forgive you, but you can't work with that man anymore. He might feel that way. But now if you are in a position where you want to forgive me. Right. I could forgive do you, you. Do you feel that the world is too tolerant? about forgiving cheating. No, I think people make mistakes all the time and and that's something that people sometimes make mistakes on and I don't I don't see forgiveness is forgiveness to me. That's like saying you know, people are too tolerant for somebody uh robbing people or for somebody breaking into somebody's house or for a fist fight or for whatever things mm-hmm. people do. Yes, we're tolerant because it happens so much. Like um when I turn on the on the news and I see uh somebody uh, going into a clothing store and, and shoplifting. Mm-hmm. I don't think nothing about it. I don't be like, oh shit, she shoplifted. Oh my fucking gosh, did you see? I'm like, oh, somebody shoplifted. Oh, they got caught at Macy's. Oh, they got caught at Sears. It's oh, like, oh, it's just a random Tuesday. It's just a random Tuesday. Right. And I see, and it's the same thing with burglaries. When I hear... But, but, but hold on, but what you're saying to me sounds like, yes, the world is too tolerant regarding cheating. Um. Yeah, you can say that. It's, it's shit happens. It shit happens. See, but that's the thing. And that's kind of what Not I'm getting at. Not to say that at. is right, but shit yeah, happens. Well, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Um, I kind of re- went around the corner to get at it. But ish doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen. People make choices. They do. And regardless of what they were going through, she made a choice. She did. To cheat. Correct. 
Um, and now she has to she has to pay for she has a, she has a punishment for that. She has to pay for what she did. Just like all day long, people are like, "Yo, I sold drugs and I caught I got caught," but that's my environment. That's not necessarily your environment, in my opinion. I mean, it could be their environment. No, because Charlie... That's not a reason. Right. Charlie went and got a job at McDonald's. And although Charlie couldn't buy a car, he saved up three years and bought a car. Mm -hmm. Somebody else wanted fast money. And because they wanted fast money, they did it. Listen, it's a perfect... Shit happens all day. perfect analogy. You can take bad things that happen to you Mm -hmm. and choose how you want to react to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hold on. What are you doing? It was a a fly. I just don't want to get in the house. Rashawn, hold on, baby. Can you just leave the fly alone? No, because if it gets in this house, it'll be a freaking. Uh, I tried to squish him. I couldn't get it. Rashawn, right, sorry, leave baby. the fly alone. I promise you, I'm going to knock you blow. out. You've got to be kidding me. Rashawn, you need. I'm sorry. I can't believe it. It's not that. a fly. That's a, you know, a bee. That's, that's not a bee. That's a stink bug. Oh. You don't know what a bee looks like? I couldn't see. I was just trying to blow the shit. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go. We were talking about the cheating and you were saying I, mean, I, was I know talking, what the topic was. I compared was. it to the drug dealer. Um, and you were like, oh, that's perfect example. Yeah, now I don't remember what I was saying because you distracted me <laughs> with the fly slash bee slash I seen it coming bug. in the house. I was trying to blow it out the fucking window. My bad. Like that, that is so disrespectful I apologize. what you just did. Because I see us. I'm like I, actually quite irritated with you. I apologize because you know what I see? I see us sleeping yeah, just, and then that motherfucker yeah, crawling on my just face. Li- like... Uh, Whatever. I'm sorry. So back to what they were saying. So what, what what advice would you give? I apologize. Yes, I'm. I'm just like I'm so like <laughs> like I want to get up and like snuff you <laughs> right now. That's domestic violence. Whatever. You will go to jail. Um. Anyway, I don't know. I just think that people have choices, mm-hmm. and when you use your existing circumstance as an excuse. Mm-hmm. To go out and do the wrong thing. Um, I, I don't I don't think that I don't think that's good enough. So what would you advise? I them don't do? think that that's good enough. Um, that's just a question that I asked myself while you were reading the email. Um, you know, things weren't going well and they separated. Mm-hmm. She got attached to somebody mm-hmm. um, during that. I'll just call it separation. And I guess I'm assuming that they rekindled and then she kept the relationship going, Mm -hmm. whether she slept with him, whether she didn't. At the very least, it was an emotional affair enough to which the 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 fiance, no, the the um, the guy's wife came and had to ring the doorbell because she said that her fiance was in love with or her man was in love with this guy's with David's fiance. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean. Like, it seems serious. I'd be hard-pressed to believe that they didn't have sex or that it wasn't an intimate relationship. But whether they did or didn't, we have mouths and we can talk to one another. She could have told David what she was going through and how she felt before she made that decision. So with him, I mean, you can never really tell somebody what to do. David knows what David wants to do. Correct. David knows what David wants to do. Mm -hmm. You know whether... You can live with her or not. Mm-hmm. You know, we know how dependent we are on the people that we love. We know whether we have the personality to pick up and leave because we feel like we've been wronged. And we know that if we have the ability to forgive and stay and um, carry on as though it didn't happen in the first place, we know who we are. He knows what he wants to do. Um, I just think that, like you said, if he decides that he wants to stay because he can't see a happy life without her, Mm -hmm. then she really has to make amends. Mm -hmm. She really has to make amends. And if he did anything, and I don't want to use the word push because this is the wrong word, but if he did anything that didn't fit into the role of a good partner Mm -hmm. that may have made her want to explore outside of their relationship, Mm -hmm. then he has to make amends for that too. You know, nothing happens just because. Right. If she cheated on you, it's because she was either missing something within herself or she was not seeing something in you that she desperately wanted and got fulfilled somewhere else. So the both of you need to analyze what that 
problem was. Right. You know, you have to explore the foundation. It's not just about doing the work. It's not just about, you know, her expressing that she's sorry and quitting her job and, you know, doing those, I mean, those things might be part of it, but you have to figure out what went wrong to make her want to step outside of the relationship in the first place. And if any of that is on you, then that's something that you have to work on as well. It's not just a one fold problem. It's twofold. Right. And I agree. Uh, Like I said before, that's on you. You got to figure out if she wants to do the work and if you want to do the work. And if that's the case, then I wish you guys the best. But the formula has to be right. Absolutely. The formula has to be right. Believe me when I tell you, you can't just be like, okay, we're going to try to work on it. We're going to try to make this thing work. And, you know, she's living in the house with you. The two of you are together and you try to be nice because believe me, resentment is going to rear its ugly head. Um, Anger is going to rear its ugly head. You're going to possibly throw things in her face. You're going to bring it back up. Mm -hmm. It is a very, very, very difficult thing to heal from when you're the recipient of something like that happening. So, it's not going to work if you don't figure it out before you decide to make it work. You have to figure it out. You have to figure out what went wrong. And you both have to come to terms and make promises to one another or at least promise to attempt to get on a path where you can actually get to a place where it'll be productive and it'll be loving again. Absolutely. Well, we wish you guys the best. And please uh, keep us up to what's going on. David, I think his name is David, right? Yes. David. Okay. All right. Well, Well, we've been calling him David, so I hope hope his his name name is David, David. right? (laughs) Well, it's time to get up out of here. Uh, And we'll see you guys next week. Don't forget, you can always email us, thekccrew at gmail.com. And that's T-H-E-E-K-C-Crew at gmail.com. All right? I'm DJ Envy. And I'm Gia Casey. And that was another edition of the KC Crew. Toodles. 